special guest, special guest this yes. morning, Boone Vidrickson. I think everybody in town knows you or knows of you. We're working on it. You're working on it. Now, we're going to get you a little closer to the mic so okay. we can uh, make sure everybody hears you here. Yep. Now, uh, you and I were at the uh, VFW, well, a week or so ago, Thursday night. They were having a chicken fried steak, and you and I made sure we knocked that down in a reasonable manner. Yes. I've known you for 40 years. That's about the length I've been here. And uh, you've been the... Uh, Budweiser distributor for how many years? 57 years. The family owned the business. Wow. And the Vidrickson name is well known in this community. I mean, you've been around for a long time. Your dad ran the uh, distributorship for a long time. And you guys were kind of known as a fisherman too, right? Yes. Dad Dad loved to fish and hunt. Now you're uh, my understanding a fisherman of souls, maybe. Yeah. So I never thought of it that way, but that just entered my mind. You was out you went fishing, and you told me, I guarantee you, Jerry, we're going to catch some fish. Well, we didn't catch any fish that night. but Yeah. So, so, it, so some, some days you do, and some, some days you don't. Some days you don't. Well, anyway, uh, you're going to have to tell us a little bit the setup. First, I want everyone to know, I've known Boone for a lot of years. Boone is a straight shooter. Boone doesn't make things up. I mean, you're... What you say, you it's as solid as a signature on a contract or the hand on the Bible. When Boone tells you something, I've known him for 40 years. I trust him immensely. So after my visit with you at the VFW, I actually had cold chills on my arm with I, what I, you went through. Yeah, and I tell you, I had that told to me many times as I've told my story. That everybody knows you. So... Tell us a little bit about the uh, setup and uh, in terms of what happened. You were officially dead for a while. Yes, I, I went in. I sold the business in 2019 in September. And in November of 2019, I was having arthritic problems with my hip. And I decided I'm young enough. I didn't want to go through life limping around. So I decided to have a new hip replacement put in. And so I proceeded to do that and in November, and I got there, and everything was going pretty smooth, and they got my old hip out, and all of a sudden, my heart stopped. It stopped for two minutes and 22 seconds, and during that time, I went to heaven, and I was at heaven's gate. I I was never felt like that in my life. I Physically and mentally, I was so much at peace. I remember I did not see anybody and I did not hear anybody because I was too busy trying to talk my way through the gates of heaven. And I told him this is wonderful. I said, I've never felt like this in my life. I was looking up towards kind of like a heavenly body. And I said, I've done the best I could on earth and I have no regrets. And if you want to keep me fine, if you want to send me back, fine. And I Right after that, I blinked my eyes, and I was back here on earth. And as I went into recovery, and they finally, a couple of days later, got my new hip in, wanting my heart to settle down. And I, as I settled in, I, I, I thought to myself, during the couple of weeks afterwards, I said, you know, they sent me back to earth for two reasons, I think. I think, number one, I know a lot of people. 
I said, I think they want me to tell my story of going to heaven, that heaven is real, and I, and or they want to give me a second chance. And I've been going to Peace Lutheran Church in New Cambria for 31 years, and I, as I, as I thought I need to find out which one it is or if, or if it's both. Well, that, that took me on a kind of a adventure that has lasted for a couple of years now. And, uh, I've come to the conclusion that it was both. Now, let me, uh, and this is a great time for the, uh, share with everyone. For many, 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 many years, Boone would go to the uh, taverns and bars because that's the business you're in. You're the Budweiser distributor. And you would buy beer for everyone in there. And a lot of people know that you would buy Coors or Miller or whatever, Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. I don't even know if they serve it. But Boone was always known that he never would uh, get upset if somebody else was drinking a competitive beer. You might even tell a little bit before we go into the next segment where, I mean, you were going into bars actually buying a round of beers for everybody because that was your business. Yes, I. you know, it, it was spreading some goodwill, having people taste a, a product that I firmly believed in was the best. And, you know, people... If they were drinking another beer, I would suggest maybe they ought to try a Bud Light. And if they didn't, I bought them a competitive brand because I'd, I'd had watched my dad do it for years, and you never got anywhere making somebody upset. So it, it was a strategy that always seemed to work out in the end. So after a while, if you saw a person enough, they say, "Oh yeah, I'll give me one of those." <laughs> and so, well, and the thing is, I, I'm ta- we're having a little uh, smile here, but. Uh, Jay and I are radio uh, brothers. Uh, I have Navy that I call Navy brothers. I call you my bread or Bud brother, yeah. meaning I used to drink Budweiser. Now I drink Michelob Ultra, but uh, Boone's my Bud brother because they, everybody drinks Bud. But the the thing is, you were going into bars. Now you're doing a whole different mission as far as buying and giving things away. Yeah, I, as I started my quest to find out what I should be doing, and I knew there was something that Jesus wanted me to do, I I started helping people that were terminally ill. In the last year and a half, I've lost two of my best friends, and uh, two of the others have brothers that, that are sick right now, and one of them had just passed away, as a matter of fact. I came across i'm i'm always on the lookout from 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 a message that what i should be doing and like i said i i was in the beginning i thought well i'm to talk about heaven i said number two i'm, I'm going to try to be a better christian and and uh number three uh, you know i the third one i didn't even see coming was helping people that are having troubles at the end of their life, and they're searching for hope. And one of my friends' brother, I got a hold of my friend. I knew his brother had just a few weeks to live, and I said, ask your brother if he wants me to talk to him about heaven. And he called me almost immediately back and says, yeah, he wants you to call him. So I gave him a ring back, and I told him, I said, John, I said, uh, understand you want to hear my story about heaven and i told him about it and 
he told me, he said, Dan, he says, I'm, I'm scared of dying. I'm, I'm very scared of dying. And I said, John, I said, uh, do you believe in God? And he said, yes. And I said, I said, well, I know you're a very good person. I've led a, led a good, good life and that you've always been a good person. I said, I've got a friend in Manhattan who is a devout Christian and really knows the Bible. And I said, I think you should talk to him and, and, and they turned out to know each other just barely. And he said, that'd be wonderful. So I got a hold of my friend in Manhattan and Mark Weedle and he called John and said, and, and as, as Mark Weedle was talking to me, he said, Boone, he said, believing in God and being a good person is not going to get you to heaven. He said, you need to have a relationship with Jesus. And I said, well, can you talk to John, my friend John and, and, tell him what he should be doing in his final two or three weeks here of life. I said, he's scared of death and he wants to, wants to, he's searching for something. And he said, I, I, I would really appreciate it if you talk to him and tell him what he needs to be reading and thinking and doing in his last three weeks. And so he did and they got together and I had a wooden cross and I had, at that time I had a, little kind of a little necklace with a little wooden cross. And I gave one of those to John and John, I saw him go from fear of death. I saw him go to faith. And then I seen him in the final week go to peace. And I thought, you know, what an experience I said. And I, and I learned a lot by talking to him that it's so important for you to have this praying to Jesus and talking to Jesus daily and forming a relationship, and I'm still working on all that. And John passed on, like I said, with peace. And, you know, Jerry, it was very interesting. John, one of his comments was towards the last, he wouldn't let him take his wooden cross right at the last. He said, I'm going to wear that until my last breath. And he, one of his comments was to me was, I'm looking forward to seeing my folks. And, I'll tell you, Jerry, that, that there are, there are things that happen to people. And one of the things that happened to one of my good friends, and he was my friend for just about the whole time my dad owned the distributorship, 56 years, and my friend Stu in Kansas City, it was, it was interesting. He and another one of my friends, the night before they passed away, my friend Stu said he was in the Kansas City KU Med Center. And he had terminal brain cancer. He had like 18 tumors on his brain. He, he said another one of his Kansas City friends, and I finally remembered his name last night, Curtis Townsend came to see him the day that he passed away. And he talked to Stu and Stu said, well, last night I says, I got so cold last night in the middle of the night. And his wife had passed away like three years before that. And he said, "My all of a sudden, Deb was there right beside me, cuddled up next to me, and all of a sudden, I was warm and I was happy. And she didn't say a word, and he goes, and I woke up the next morning and I was still feeling warm, and she was gone. And uh, it was interesting as, as Townsend listened to this story, he said, he said, Stu, she's, she's come to tell you it's time for you to come home. And Stu kind of looked at him and smiled and nodded his head yes. And uh, 
he told Townsend, he said, you tell my buddy Boone that I'm going to beat him to heaven. <laughs> and, and I found that interesting. And, I, and you know, he was, he was a good guy and, and a good Christian. And, uh, well, Boone, let me ask you, and we were talking about uh, coincidences. You ran into someone at a gas station. And you you think that that just wasn't a coincidence. And then I ran into you, and your mission is to tell more people about Christ. And I said, boy, you need to tell your story on the radio. It is, some of these things happen for reasons. Yeah, there, there's no doubt in my mind the word coincidence just about has disappeared from my vocabulary because I believe that as I talk to people, and it's interesting, I talk to people every day, and it seems like I, I pick up a bit of information that I need from a person, and I think that is great. And the guy from the guy I met at the uh, gas station, it was about on my second anniversary of going to heaven. I noticed he had Oklahoma tags, and he was a well-dressed gentleman. And we started visiting. He was fumbling around with the pump with all the questions they asked. And I asked him if I could help him, and he said, yeah. And he said he'd appreciate it, so I helped him, and we got to visit him. And it turns out he went to heaven also, and he had the same experience I had almost word for word. And I, the only difference in our stories was he heard bells and I didn't. And I kind of joke with people to lighten things up. I, I tell people, I said, well, I thought about it for three days, and I figured out that he was a level seven. I was only worked my way to a level eight. Level, so, level eight. Or yeah. Whatever. So anyway, but it was interesting that I saw this guy from Oklahoma. I didn't get his name or number because I was kind of in a state of shock, you know, that I was visiting with a person that had done the same thing that I had. I did know that he was from Oklahoma Westland University, and he was a retired dean, and he was headed north to Nebraska to see family, I think. And uh, But... It's, it's, you see these things. And, and I had my friend Rex Hatcher. He, the day he passed on, he told his wife when, when he got up in the morning, he said, my sister Gail, who had passed away, came to see me last night. And she said that mother, when his mother had passed too, said to pick up their niece on, the, on his way, way up to see her. And so he, and the niece had passed away a couple of years ago in, a, in an accident. But, you know, I I haven't put together what that was kind of all about, uh, the different stages of where that niece was because she had been gone for close to two years. But there, once again, you had the other side reaching out to this side right before they pass on. And, and I've heard this stories many times of, of people. Oh, a good friend of mine and a good friend of yours, and I won't put his name on the radio because he hasn't approved it, but he almost word for word told me the same experience that you're telling. And again, like you said, you've run into this too many times, but the a big thing for you right now is instead of going around and buying beers for someone, you're uh, giving out uh, crosses and spreading the word of Christ and that there is hope. But you have to believe in Christ and you have to, uh, and I'll let you tell the rest of the story. But I mean, now the people that are scared of dying and fearing and having gone through that with my wife, I mean, what a unbelievable service that you're uh, giving. Yeah, and it, it seems to be growing and Things will be quiet for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, 
things will start happening again. And luckily, I'm kind of in tone with what's going on, and I'll I'll recognize it. And I had a friend recently tell me that he discovered that he had Parkinson's, and he told me, and we're very good friends, and I told him of, a, of another friend of mine that has Parkinson's that he knows that retired from Budweiser and he lives in Kansas City, and I put the two of them together to talk about the emotional things that he was going through that day because he had just found out about uh, the, I said, compare them, compare the notes of the medications you guys are doing and compare, I said, this is his third year of having Parkinson and he's doing, doing well. I said, he's exercising and still driving and he's still <clears throat> doing, he looks great, talks great. And I said, you know, you need to, you need to absorb everything that he has. He's got a wealth of information. And I called him, and he 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 he's a great guy. And he he called my friend up, and and they've been talking some, and and it's really helped him out. But once again, it's putting people together. And all I knew the minute he told me he had Parkinson's, I said I got to get these guys together. Yeah. So what a uh, thing. Now, you yourself, this is kind of your mission now, meaning. This is uh, something that you want to spread the word and also that there is hope, but it is through a belief and through Christ and, uh, you know, and a relationship too, meaning it is important that you go to church. It is important that you go to Bible classes. It is important that you read the Bible and study. Yes, and, you know, in today's society, churchgoers are becoming less and less. And In fact, I heard a a deal the other day to where it was not long ago over 50%, and now it's under 50% of the people attending church. And people need to understand that you need to be building this bridge to heaven and not wait till the last minute and all of a sudden you got a project in front of you and, and you're in a panic situation. You, 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 all of a sudden you need Jesus, and he is there for you every day. He's right beside you. He's right with you. All you have to do is pray to him. And I and I pray to Jesus sometimes. Like last night, I was I was thinking about this program, and I thought, oh, I said, what, what is the name of that friend of my friend in Kansas City? I said, what is his name? And I prayed to Jesus. I said, help me remember his name. I said, I know it's kind of on the tip of my tongue, but I didn't know the guy real well. And it, and within two or three minutes, I had it. You know, it was Curtis Townsend, and I went, "Oh, that's that's who it is." Oh, absolutely. You know, and I thought, "You've answered my prayer." And you know, I Jesus answers prayers large and small. I mean, sometimes I even get, I even pray to him to help me find my car keys. My it's okay to cell pray. phone. Oh, yes, it's okay and, to ask. You know. and, yeah, it, what? And he's glad to hear from you. And Sometimes uh, you're praying, where's my smartphone? Yeah. And all of a sudden your daughter says it's in your phone, Dad, yes. or hand, Dad. Yeah, in your but, hand. Uh, I've done that many a time, too. Now, anything, we're kind of getting down on time here. Uh, if somebody would like to visit with you, are you available to share your experiences, and uh, how would they get a hold of you? Well, I'm I'm trying to get my Facebook lined out but i you're not web savvy no i I, the only thing i'm savvy on is talking on the phone and texting 
and I, I don't mind if somebody needs to talk to me. My phone number is 785-820-1710. I, I do want to let people know that I, I've been passing out these wooden crosses, too, and they're called a stress cross. And you hold them in your hand, and they're, and they're just wonderful. And there's a little gift shop called The Connection down in Lindsburg that sells them. And uh, it, uh, it's they're wonderful. The other thing is... It's just a reminder that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Yes. And when you have that in your hand, you really can, especially if you're going through difficult times, you can really feel the power in that cross. And there's an interesting book I do want to plug right quick, and it's called A-K-I-A-N-E. And that's the Russian word for ocean. And it's about a little girl that is an artist, and at four years old, she started sketching. Her mother's an atheist. Her father's an atheist. She said, who taught you how to do that? She said, God. And at six years old, she was doing watercolors, and at eight, she was doing paintings, and beautiful big paintings. And at eight years old, she started working at 4 o'clock in the morning on one, and her mother said, asked her, said, who, what are, what are you working on? She said, well, God came to me and wanted me to paint his son. And she got done with it. And, and this the movie, girl had not gone to any. She had not gone to any art classes. Schools, art classes, nothing. nothing. And it's amazing. I've seen some. It's just amazing. Yeah, it, is, it is amazing. You yeah. can order that book through Amazon. And A-K-I-A-N-E. And her work is amazing. She's in her 20s now, and she travels the world spreading peace, faith, and hope. Yeah. That's just like you're doing. Love. Well, Boone, we're getting out of time. What an interesting uh, conversation you and I had, and I think that wasn't by coincidence. I think that was designed to happen. I think so, too, without a doubt. But a lot of people know you. A lot of people have known you uh, through the years, and instead of uh, going around buying buds for people, you're giving out crosses. Yes. Can you give that your phone number again? 785-820-1710. Okay, very good. Be nice to have that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Amazing. Appreciate well. what you're doing. Glad that uh, you came back after two minutes and 22 seconds. Uh, yeah, it seems like the number two has keeps popping up in my life. Uh, my aunt painted a picture, and she didn't even realize that she had painted Jesus' face in a mountain scene uh, awesome. and didn't even know it until didn't she was done with it. Well, we got to go. You have okay. a great day. Thank, Thank you, you so much.